You're listening to the Fable 411 podcast produced by the City of Fable, where you get information about city government and the programs and services they provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments to help keep our city moving. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Fable 411. I'm Gavin McRoberts. And I'm Sherry Kropp, and we're your hosts for the podcast. The Fayetteville 411 is one of several podcasts that the city produces for our podcast channel, Radio Fayetteville, as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fayetteville. For today's episode, we're joined by our colleagues, Michael Gibson, Director for Parks and Recreation, and Jessica Leggett, a business manager for the department. The subject, an update on all the projects funded by the Parks and Recreation Bond. For those who are new to the area, Fayetteville voters approved a $35 million bond back in 2016 to improve and expand on the park facilities in our community. Mr. Gibson and Ms. Leggett work closely with the construction crews who have been making the dream of an expanded parks program a reality. As I recall, the foundation for the parks bond was laid long before it came before voters. Talk about the study that was done and what led up to it. Well, um, back in 2004, um, the city and the county um, decided that the city of Fayetteville would uh, manage the district uh, recreational programming. Um, And what that meant is the incorporated areas and unincorporated areas of the county, except for um, Spring Lake and Hope Mills, would be managed by the city. So that's why we're called Favor Cumberland. Well, in that process, um, they needed a master plan. So back in 2004, one was done, and then another one was eradicated in 2006. Well, in that master plan, there was an executive summary. The executive summary came out and said, here are the immediate things that needed to be done um, that would bring quality of life and improve recreational um, environment in the city and in the county. We attempted to do a countywide bond. Um, that didn't work out, so then the city council decided to say, okay, we'll go it alone um, and we'll do a city bond. Um, the initial was $54 million. They reduced it down to 35. million, uh, and these projects originated from that executive summary in the 2006 master plan. And a lot of the information that was put into that plan was um – identified through surveys from residents? Surveys and uh, community meetings, um, drop-ins, calls. So it was uh, very scientifically done um, to show our deficiencies and give some strengths. What was the biggest need um, that was identified by residents? It was aquatics, it was tennis, um, and multi-use fields. So once voters approved the bond, Parks got to work on some of these projects. What was the first thing you guys started working on? Uh, well, the first thing we thought was the low-hanging fruit would be the uh, splash pads. Because at the time, for probably about 35 to 40 years, this community only had one public pool. So uh, the, the council thought that at that point, the splash pads were, were probably the quickest thing that we could get out to show value. Um, so we started at Kiwanis, um, and we went over to Massey Hill and Myers, were the first three projects that we uh, did quickly. And the other thing that we moved on immediately was working to make sure that we could leverage bond funds to acquire some grant funding and to ensure that we were applying for any grant that was out there that pertained to our projects. That was very important to us in the beginning to try to stretch the taxpayer dollars even further by getting some additional grant funds for those bond projects. 
And, and I, I know it's grown a lot. I think now we have, what, about five uh, within the city limits? Uh, yes. Yes, we do. And, uh, and and I know it's not just splash pads. There's some other projects you're able to get started on initially, like talking about some of the, the improvements. Um, and there was $800,000 in the bond for... Uh, existing improvements is what we called them. And what that meant was is that we had some facilities that could use a little shot in the arm um, to bring them up to uh, recreational standards where the community could use them. So in doing that, we started looking at um, some of the facilities like Clark Park, uh, some of our programming like Buddy Baseball or Buddy Sports, period. And what that was is kids who had uh, challenged and or severely uh, challenged kids, we started looking and seeing how we could improve their lives. At the time that we were doing our bond referendum, the state was doing a bond for a billion dollars. And inside that billion dollars, they had specific funding for uh, challenged uh, community. So we took our $75,000, and with our buddy sports, it became an, an issue of how do we make this better because they played on a dirt field. We would have to roll out rubber mats. Um, it was the best that we had at the time. And for a city our size, we believed that we could do better. We believe that that is something that we should fix. An inclusive environment where all kids can have um, as much fun as they're physically able to. Um, and, and that was a challenge for us to figure out how do we extend taxpayer dollars. So we took that $75, $75,000 and leveraged it against that bond that the state had, turned that into $250,000, and then we leveraged that monies against another, at the time we were building the baseball stadium downtown, and the uh, Major League Baseball had a grant so we leveraged that and got another $40,000 with that. And then we turned out and we were able to um, build an inclusive field over in the Massey Hill uh, community at Massey Hill Recreation Center, where now there's an inclusive rubberized field that you can play baseball, you can play soccer on it. Um, you can uh, All of the sports that you can do outside, that field is used for special needs. The other thing that we did is at Clark Park, um, which the trail, the river trail goes by it, um, there was a dirt parking lot that most people parked in, which on a good day, um, you probably had to, um, and when we didn't grade it with a motor grader, you had to dodge potholes. So we believe that that area and the river trail is such a tremendous gem um, in this community, so we improved that area. Uh, there's some things that we're doing to the uh, the, the uh, Clark Park Nature Center. Um, we're doing some things down at Masaryk. Um, there's also $100,000 in there for the uh, MLK Committee um, for the Martin Luther King Park. Um, so w that was a, an, another part of the bond that was low-hanging fruit. So one of, um, I guess, my favorite projects is the skate park. Can you give us an update on that? That was another challenging um, uh, because we had, I think, and, and Jessica can correct me if I'm wrong on this one, I think we had six or seven places where we wanted to put that thing. We wanted to make sure that anything that we built had the ability to add value to the community. Um, and having that in the right place and making sure that people were accessible and everything had to be on a bus route um, so that everybody could get to it. Um, and we went around and around for about six or seven months, and we finally ended up at uh, 
Rowan Street. It was an underutilized park, um, and the skate park gives it a shot in the arm. Um, it's a first-class environment. It's a first-class facility. Uh, so it's another one of our signature projects that this community has has attempted to do before, but with the uh, taxpayers' dollars and the bond, uh, we've done it the right way. Well, I, I think it's definitely uh, turned out to be a very beautiful skate park, and I know a lot of the people out there on the boards and bikes are really excited to uh, hit the half pipe, I guess you got to say. Uh, I'm not much of a skater. I don't think I've tried it in years. I'll probably break a hip in the process. But uh, if we could talk about some of the um, projects we got that are in progress. I know we got a number of them that are going on um, that are expected to be completed by, I believe, 2023. Can you tell me a little bit about what's going on, Jessica? So right now, we are nearing the completion of the stormwater infrastructure over at the location for the Senior Center West. The Senior Center West is another facility that staff worked very hard to utilize the bond funds to stretch them as far as we could. Um, we established a land lease with North Carolina Wildlife for that location, which puts the Senior Center West in a beautiful site overlooking Lake Rim. Um, provides some great natural amenities for walking trails and some um, potential fishing off of boardwalks there. So that stormwater project is almost done there. We're cleared and getting ready to go. The baseball stadium, as we have seen our construction management team finish up work in the plaza area, they will hopefully soon give us the go-ahead for Parks and Recreation to work with our contractor and get the fountain installed there in the plaza. And at present time, we are in the schematic design phase for the tennis center over at Masaryk Park. We're working with USTA through a great grant opportunity there, and we're hoping to wrap up the schematic design by early fall 2020. And I know there's uh, some other projects uh, also in the work. Uh, Mr. Gibson, tell me a little bit about the Senior Center East, the sports field complex, uh, the Jordan Soccer Complex, and the Cape Fear River Park. Um, the Jordan Soccer Complex is another um, opportunity to partner with one of our um, universities. One of the things that we're doing there is it's, it's always been um, a facility within the city uh, that's been underutilized because it has not had any upgrades. So we've felt like it was an opportunity with this bond money to extend taxpayer dollars again and work an agreement to do some improvements, lighting, parking lot, um, and we could get a twofer out of it because Jordan Soccer Complex is also the trailhead for the Cape Fear River Trail. Um, it's a tremendous convenience. It has a tremendous parking lot, bathrooms, um, and we saw it as an opportunity to uh, ensure that that area is still up to grade and people use it and, and we can move on there. So we're trying to work it out with uh, the Methodist College to improve the site. Uh, extend it because in the sports complex we're supposed to develop seven soccer fields. This would help us save some money um, and we could do some lighting and save us the ability to uh, go out and build seven more soccer fields when we have eight already and just we would just work out an agreement to use it. Um, Senior Citizen East is another opportunity uh, to work with the University uh, Fable State. They needed a site where they could build their uh, wellness center um, for their university, and we needed a site for our seniors. Uh, so we're sharing in the cost of site development. Um, we're having two separate facilities uh, with maybe some co-use um, of their uh, fitness facility. Uh, so that would save, extend taxpayer dollars some more. Um, one of the things that happens here in this community is that we have not embraced our waterways. 
as some cities have, um, and the River Trail is something that, um, I mean, the River Park, it's an opportunity to embrace it, to figure out a way how to give people access to the river. It's something that we're um, designing through Corps of Engineers. Um, so that's, that's those projects. The Tennis Center is another project where in the master plan we're woefully. Um, you, you have a, a high baby booming environment here. We're 55 and older or 50 and older. Uh, they enjoy that sport. Uh, pickleball is picking up. Um, for the seniors, so having those courts and building that tennis facility at Masaryk where you have that connectability to downtown um, and have a, a uh, economic driver uh, is something that we're looking forward to and that, that's underway. And I understand, too, that uh, the city is negotiating for the sports field complex, uh, uh, working on an agreement with the United States Army. That, that's exactly right. They came to us where they had some property at MacArthur in 295 that – um, that property was not going to be used. They asked us if we would look into it to see if it met our needs. Um, we're still working with them to negotiate some kind of lease or license agreement to use that facility to develop it for our sports complex. Now, Jessica, there's been a lot of projects been accomplished by the Parks and Rec bond, but there's been some other projects that Parks and Rec and the city has taken on during this same time frame. I know there's been several pools open. Tell me a little bit of some of these projects. Fayetteville-Cumberland Parks and Recreation is very fortunate in that we've got some great support from both the city and the county for the development of our park amenities. In the past um, probably five or six years, we've opened three new aquatics facilities, or we've completed rather. Um, we're still waiting for the third one to come online. We have completed the aquatic center at the Westover Recreation Center, the Keith A. Bates Senior Aquatic Center over at College Lakes Recreation. Both of those were completed and opened. And most recently, the Lake Rim Aquatic Center, located off Old Rayford Road at Lake Rim Park, was completed in time to be open for this summer. And unfortunately, we had to delay the opening of that facility due to the current restrictions from COVID-19. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Fayetteville 411. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us, and I hope you're as excited about some of these park projects as I am. And if you'd like to learn more about some of the projects mentioned in today's episode or any of the other parks and programs offered by Fayetteville Cumberland Parks and Recreation, visit their website at fcpr.us. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fayetteville, the City of Fayetteville's podcast channel, as we provide shows like this and other timely, informative updates every week. You can subscribe to Radio Fayetteville on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play music podcast portal. And you can also view all of our video content by visiting faytv.net. Thanks for joining us.